Welcome to the Attachment Nerdcast, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the science and art of parenting. We're here to explore thought-provoking ideas, heartwarming stories, and researched fact strategy to help you deepen the bonds with the people who matter most in your life. Good afternoon, Nerdcasters. I want to share with you all how I am processing my own dysregulation as I am navigating a really hard change in my family. Um, I was thinking about this because I was paying attention to my own nervous system and how, because I'm going through something right now, the emotions and needs and the constant mom, 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 mom is affecting my body differently than it normally does. And let me be clear, it normally affects me. I don't live in some Zen, you know, totally calm place where I never get frustrated or flooded or overwhelmed or overstimulated. I get all of those things. But what I'm recognizing at this moment in time is just how much quicker that's happening for me Um, how much less bandwidth I have because I'm processing a big shift that is sad to me in my own life, in my family's life. Um, And it's not happening directly to me, but it's happening to someone in my family and some, a couple of more than some ones. Anyway, I'm just feeling sorrowful about all of it and it's affecting my nervous system. So a couple of things I realized One of the things I do on a regular basis is I just scan my body. Not in a hypervigilant way, but I sort of have this kind of a low-key awareness of how much am I breathing? How much effort does it take to breathe? Am I having to remind myself to breathe? How much tightness is there in the middle of my body? Like, am I breathing the tightness out or I feel relaxed? How relaxed are my shoulders? What's happening with my feet and my hands? Um, the simplest way to kind of scan your body for tension or dysregulation is to think of constrict or relax. So when we are in a place of tension, our body constricts, it prepares us, it braces us for a fight or a flee, right? Gives us lots of adrenaline, which makes us constrict. Or if we feel relaxed and calm, then it prepares us for connection and, um, enjoyment, pleasure, play, rest, all those good things. And I'm realizing as I'm going through this season that even though I'm able to maybe externally manage some of my behavior, um, I'm not like yelling and screaming at my kids, although I've had moments where I've definitely raised my voice. Um, I can tell my kids can feel it and they can feel it because their nervous systems are adapted to borrowing from the calmness of my nervous system. And I don't think I'm traumatizing them. I want you all to hear that. When we're off kilter because there's something going on in our lives, I don't believe it's traumatizing to our kids, but I do believe it affects their nervous system and they're going to be a little less regulated. So the irony here, of course, is when we are the most off, when it would be the most helpful for our kids to be super chill, calm little angels, is unlikely to be that moment in time for them. Because as we are off, our kids can feel that and sense that and unconsciously they aren't noticing it on a conscious level but they can feel it and so then there's a 
struggle for them to feel as calm and safe because they can tell that we're off. And so the more off we are, the more off they are. The more off they are, the more off we get, right? It's a sort of like cycle that we chase each other down. So what I've been doing is a couple of things. I've been making concerted efforts to prioritize my body health when I can. And I can't always, but when I can, um, I'm choosing rest over productivity. I'm choosing to exercise even when I don't really want to, but like I, you know, three days a week, something average, something very, you know, um, regular, something I can keep going on, but not something hard or hardcore. I'm not like pushing myself to the limits. I just try to keep my body moving, go on a walk or go on a run or go swimming a few days a week. Um, so that I can keep my body in its best health. And then I'm also making inserted efforts to make a meal that I actually want to eat. So I normally in my house make the same meal for everybody anyway, which I know not everyone has that privilege. Some kids are sensory sensitive. You have to make them a separate meal. But I was noticing that one of the things I was doing is sort of just like feeding off of my kids and extra snacks. Like I'm thinking a lot of goldfish, things I don't even really like that much. Um, and then I wouldn't be as hungry for like nourishing food. So I've like made a concerted effort to be like, okay, I'm gonna take care of my body by my body. I take care of my body by resting when I have a moment and pushing. And I'm gonna take care of my body um, by nourishing myself and preparing meals, which has meant that I've had to like go to the grocery store and think through some foods that might make me feel good and make me feel healthy inside. Um, and then the last thing that I've been doing is really grieving myself, grieving myself, no grieving, I haven't been doing any grieving, I've been giving myself permission to be imperfect and a little off kilter. So when I noticed that I was a little short with one of my kids or I wasn't really giving the, the attention they were needing, I was thinking this morning, like one of my girls was asking me to look at something and I mean, I imagine that she had to yell at me like three or four times because by the time I was ready to give her attention, she was like, you know, screaming at me for lungs and stuff like, oh, like that doesn't feel good. I don't want my kids to have to scream at the top of my lungs, at the top of their lungs to get my attention. Anyway, but I sat there for a minute and I felt like my, you know, 30 seconds of disappointment. And then I went, it's okay. It's okay. Go back to her, give her some more attention, repair. And I did, and we did, and she's fine. Um, so giving yourself that grace, like attending to physical needs that your body has in order to be well, Kind of those basic primal needs are you sleeping are you eating are you moving um giving yourself compassion and grace around the dysregulation that you're feeling in your own body and then um talking honestly with your people like i've been making sure that i'm talking to my friends who know what's happening and grieving and checking in um and my partner and then with my son, who's old enough to understand what's going on, I started talking to him about what's happening. And by talking to him about what's happening, I mean I've informed him. I'm not processing it with him. I'm not asking him to hold my big feelings. I just basically said, hey, this is a hard, sad thing that's happening in our family and told him in the most concrete terms I can. And he has said, oh, that makes me sad. And I said, me too. And giving him the space to process it. And the reason that I'm doing that is because my three-year-olds are not going to be able to conceptually grasp um, what is happening, but my eight-year-old is. And it is far better for him and his nervous system for him to understand some of the emotional tenor in the environment 
than to just absorb it and wonder what it is because children do tend to take on um a sense of blame when they don't know why something feels off they're like is it me did i do something should i be doing something differently um i want him to know no nope, it's not you it has nothing to do with you at all this is what it is and it's hard and that's why some of the grown-ups have been emotional and messy and upset um and that helps me also feel protected and cared for in myself helps my nervous system go. Um, I'm also reminding myself that this too shall pass because it does these hard moments in life where loss comes, where, um, things don't turn out as we imagine them to are part of the journey and they always have something to teach us and they, um, make us more complex, compassionate people if we let them. Um, and so I'm reminding myself this too shall pass, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. And I was going through all of this and just thinking of you all. A lot of you have sent in your stories, um, whether that was asking for a scholarship or just being in the merit herd or something out of close to find. And I hold all of your stories with me. I think you can probably tell that about me. They stay and I hold them. Um, and some of them are really, really, really hard. So I wanted to just give you all a little bit of a verbal vomit on what I'm doing while I'm going through something hard so that you know a little bit of a guide of like, okay, so what does the attachment nurse do? She is the one that's been reading all these papers and studying her clients and looking up the clinical trials and all these things. Like what, what's she doing? And it's really that basic. I'm just gonna repeat it one more time. I'm gonna take care of my body by resting, by nourishing, by moving. I'm gonna take care of myself relationally by processing these things that I'm not feeling with safe and loving people in my life. And I'm going to take care of my children by being as honest as development as is developmentally appropriate for them and repairing with them. When I'm off filter or I'm not as attentive as they need or I get short or crispy, I'm just returning to, hey, I'm sorry about that. I, I know I have low patience. Um, and I'm grounding myself in those relationships too and recognizing like, you know, there are a lot of things I can't control in this world. There are a lot of relationships I can't control but I can absolutely control the way I'm relating to my children and they need me more than anybody. So I'm gonna, you know, give my time my time and my space to grieving when I'm with my friends and then I'm gonna sit with my kids and I'm gonna give my time of gratitude connecting as much as I can in those moments. And some days that's like we're laying on a couch watching a TV show um, and who are we kidding? I'm watching my phone and they're watching a TV show. Um, and other days, um, you know, I'm more engaged and I just have a lot of grace for myself and the in-between because what I know is true is all of us are doing the very best we can with where we are, with what we have, with who we have. And I just see you all. I think you're incredible. And I hope that, um, hope something in this verbal vomit, um, was recyclable that you could take it and use it in your own heart and in your own journey. Love that you all are here with me. So glad that you were here with us today, Nerd Herd members. We appreciate you so much and we hope that you are enjoying the access you have to the exclusive perks, resources, and community of like-hearted and like-minded parents who are as dedicated as you are to giving your children a secure attachment experience. Be sure to jump on and engage with the community at attachmentnerd.com where we share, learn, and grow together.
Stay connected, love on, and we'll see you again in our next episode.